Hello and welcome to another episode of the Balanced Entrepreneur podcast with me, your host, Janine Friston. Now, in this episode, I interviewed the lovely Natasha and Jim from Wellness Story. These are a husband and wife team who started their own journey into entrepreneurship after they both reached the fantastic heights of corporate. They were both senior executives, almost as high as you can get in the aviation industry. As part of that journey, they came across burnout, fatigue, stress, lack of sleep, you know, not getting that balance right, not eating and drinking and exercising correctly, as I'm sure quite a lot of us um, entrepreneurs get from time to time, if not all the time. So I was really excited to interview um, Natasha and Jim and hear a little bit more about their story how they came about to start their own business and move away from the corporate life and to start Wellness Story Um, and how that has not only brought them closer together but how they've been on a journey themselves into their own health and well-being and how this now translates into them helping their clients and people to, to make the most of their journeys of entrepreneurship and life and career by looking after their health and well-being. And hope you enjoy it because I really enjoyed chatting to Natasha and Jim. They're such a lovely couple. I learned so much and we just had a great conversation about how we all need to make sure we prioritize health, well-being, movement, sleep, so that we get the life that we want. So I hope you enjoy this episode. So welcome, Natasha and Jim. Thank you so much for being here. How are you both? Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yes. So whereabouts in the world are you at this moment in time as we record this? So we are in Harlem, the original Harlem, which is in the Netherlands, uh, quite close to Amsterdam. Ah, right. Fantastic. So thank you very much for joining today. Now, I was intrigued when I read about your story, as I'm guessing lots of people are. So do you want to just talk a little bit about your backgrounds and where you came from in terms of career and business and things before we get into where you are now? Sure. Yes, Absolutely. So um, my my own background, I am a corporate lawyer by training. I started my professional career at a, a fairly major law firm in Brussels, uh, working on transactions like the Exxon Mobil merger back in the, the 90s, which was one of the largest mergers at the time. Uh, I then went in-house with a, a very uh, interesting airline called Ryanair. I don't know if, if you've heard about it. <laughs> just a, just a small one, just a small but, one. Yeah, like at the time, it was, it was insignificant. Um, uh, I was the first in-house lawyer in Ryanair, so you can imagine that it was somewhat busy. Uh, mm-hmm. we, went, we, we had experienced a tenfold growth in the nine years that, that I was there. Uh, so it was quite a baptism of fire for me. Mm. Uh, I then went to Etihad Airways in Abu Dhabi, uh, which is kind of the opposite end of the, the spectrum in terms of service, shall we say, Yeah. Um, from Ryanair, but very much similar uh, challenges in terms of uh, fast-growing uh, airline in a highly uh, regulated and competitive market. Um, and then subsequently moved to uh, to Uber, um, I seem to go from one frying pan to a larger frying pan. You like the challenge, Jim. You like the with, challenge, with, obviously. With move. Um, and, and that's kind of what broke. That was the straw that broke the, the camel's back, if you will. Um, and that's kind of what, what forced uh, a change yeah. in, in my uh, 
my attitude towards uh, the corporate career? Yeah, so as for me, I I also worked in the in the airline industry. I started with the, with a very traditional airline uh, in uh, in Hungary, uh, which doesn't mm-hmm. exist anymore. It's uh, it it went bust uh, a good few years ago. Uh, but then I had the opportunity to be uh, one of the co-founders of Wizz Air, uh, and actually okay. this is how I I met Jim. He was kind of the the uh, you know the role model uh, for for a lot of us in Ryanair and of course you know Wizz Air was trying to establish itself and it did and and I'm happy to say that uh, yeah the, those those seven years that I spent with uh, with uh, with Wizz Air were you know super exciting very high um, paced very um, I was basically addicted to the success because we 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 were there just in the right time it was the, a window of opportunity and and we just saw it and it was it was an amazing 70 years now having said that when uh, i moved to the middle east to join jim and you know this kind of the pace suddenly abruptly stopped then i felt like wow i'm kind of in a like falling down or or it was a very interesting feeling when suddenly you you come from somebody who the whole industry knows you know um the media knows because I was head of corporate communications and public affairs to being being a housewife and 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 doing nothing. So that was a big kind of you know shift for me, and um, and then yeah, I I never found my way back to the corporate world. Not that I didn't want to, but interestingly, um, yeah, I, I I never I never fit back in. Which back then I thought was a was a was like I, I couldn't imagine my life without the corporate world. But now I'm thinking, oh my god, uh, what a great opportunity uh, I've been given. Yeah, yeah. and I think. Um quite a lot of women feel like that you know when they have children or something happens and they stop their employed role for that period of time the thought of going back is a huge step to take once you've taken it out you feel like you've missed out you've lost something Mm. and and things like that don't you and I'm, I'm guessing you know still corporate world these days is still tough to get back into as a parent I know it was for me which is why I started my own business being a you know a parent of a child with some additional needs I needed that flexibility and it's not always there still is it yeah exactly no that's right and especially I was in my in my late 30s early 40s uh, and yeah as, as you said I felt like there were people who were writing much better press releases than I was you know anymore <laughs> they were so you thought Natasha so you thought I'm sure <laughs> they weren't <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> Yes, uh, yes, I would like to think that, but uh, no, uh, there are of course people who are are much always were, but you know, at a certain age, you kind of start um, uh, asking yourself a question like, is this really the thing that I can be adding value with mm-hmm. the most? You know, is there is there anything else? So kind of that all coincided, you know, my kind of um, uh, my move from away from the corporate career, then my my age, and then. We wanted to have a child, so I went through what we went through an IVF process, uh, which took us a year and a half. And you know, like you kind of reevaluate thing and rethink um, your life in that perspective. Yeah, no, a hundred. I know you talk about that in your story and on your website and things quite a lot about how potentially like the corporate life impacted you when you wanted to to take those steps and things exactly. like that which is I guess led to you starting wellness story to a certain extent so now you're you're almost at the other extreme of things and, and you know and stuff so how exactly did wellness story begin then what what was the 
the the the thing that really got you thinking this is the thing we want to do now together as a couple as a partnership yeah I think it, we, we kind of fell into it to some extent it was based on our our own individual struggles with with health both physical and mental health and and as I said in, in terms of my career you know I, I think it started back when I was in law school I mean I, I worked um, while I was in law school I had my first child while I was in law school so I think by the time I had finished uh, my academic career, I was already quite stressed out. Uh, and then starting yeah. in, you know, a major law firm where you're working, you know, all kinds of hours, you have have a wife and, and children at home trying to balance career with relationships. So it's kind of that, that and you, you can get away with it when you're younger, you just keep powering through. But at a, at a certain stage, um, you get to the point where you start to realize that this is not sustainable anymore. I, mm-hmm. I can't I can't do this. And the problem with being at a, at a very senior level is you can't tell anybody, mm-hmm. you know, you, yeah. like just expected you're a highly paid uh, executive, just deal with it. And, mm-hmm. and at a certain stage, my body said, well, no, I, I, like you can't deal with it anymore. And that's when, I literally had breakdowns uh, while I was w- with Uber. I, I I couldn't function at very simple meetings that I had done my whole career. My m- my brain just stopped working. I couldn't I couldn't say the sentences that I wanted to say in in key meetings. Mm-hmm. And that for me, and, and at the time I was I was having you know trouble sleeping. I was having heart palpitations, um, and it was shortly after the birth of of our our son Daniel just thought like I can't do this like I I want to be around for my kids for my grandkids for Natasha and at this stage you project this out even five more years and chances are I'm not going to be here something is going to happen and so that was that was a slap in the in the head that I needed to start reevaluating, you know my own situation and then it was kind of a similar situation, I think, with with your head. Yeah, so so you came to a point, I think, where at, on your fiftieth birthday, you said, "Right, I need to get ready for my next fifty years," yeah. and then really, you know, started to change. Yeah, for me, again, it's you don't notice the 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 effect of the stress that um, mm-hmm. any career, but especially corporate career, uh, um, uh, does uh, until and un- I think until the until something happens and for me it was the infertility Uh, and at one point I'm very grateful to the doctor who said look a at your age and with your previous career you know it's a numbers game and just know that all of yourself are stressed and I'm like what are you talking about I've been living in the Middle East for the last what three four five years at that stage I'm living the life of uh, a wife of leisure you know I don't work Yeah, but what have you been doing the previous 15 years, years, you know? And I'm like, "Mm, that's interesting. So nobody ever told me that my body will remember. (laughs) Eventually, you know, we we got lucky and and we have a wonderful boy, but that was a a kind of, you know, that was the first wake up call, but I still didn't connect the dots back then. And then after the IVF, I was already overweight going into pregnancy. That didn't help. And then after the pregnancy, I ended up with 40 kilos extra, but it was not necessarily the 40 kilos that, uh, that were heavy, but my mental state, I was, Mm -hmm. I was depressed. I, I had postpartum depression. 
that basically it, it got a little bit better, but it didn't really go away. And I just felt this, you know, heaviness, heaviness yeah. in my head, in my soul, in my body. Um, and I needed to get um, kind of rid of that. And uh, yeah, and of course, like, you know, it's so interesting that we got a baby who was super clingy. I couldn't put him down. So not that, you know, like I see other moms who like, you know, enjoying their motherhood and just, you know, so happy uh, being a mother and all this. And for me, it was a torture. Um, um, I love my child to to bits, but I have to say that it was a super difficult journey for me the first two years. And I think, yeah, it took me two years to kind of start finding myself. And I think that's where our our, um, kind of roads with Jim uh, met again uh, Mm -hmm. in this aspect. and, And we started to to uh, take control of our health and yeah we tried different things and you know personal trainings here and diets and all this kind of stuff and then you know slow bit by bit we found the right things and then we started to put the puzzle together for ourselves and then once we kind of you regained our health and and started to feel the energy back and I started I actually realized that I had brain fog before and I didn't know what brain fog was until I didn't have it Mm -hmm. anymore yeah Yeah. that's kind of interesting so we started and then we just had these discussions and and we 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 learned about it we went back to school for ourselves you Mm -hmm. know Jim learned physiology of movement I learned nutrition breath work uh you know all and then we just figured oh well this is so this is so powerful Mm -hmm. like why don't we share it with others so this is how wellness story was born is that you know out of this kind of our own pain Pain, turned into uh uh well created a passion for us and uh-huh. uh, and we set up yeah. wellness and now Fantastic. we have to, yeah um and i think sometimes when you're in corporate or if you're working on you know in your own business sometimes you leave it too late to make those changes and i guess yeah. that's what you were just both sharing then you left it until almost you were burnt out and not sleeping and had no energy yeah. and had brain fog and couldn't function before you made those changes um and I think there is a shift um out there now of people starting to want to look after themselves earlier on in their career whether or not that's in corporate career or um as a solopreneur or you know whatever um but I still think there's lots to be done in that space and I guess that's where you are now at with wellness stories that you want to get into executives and into people before they get to the stage that you were right. both at. Absolutely Correct. Right. Yeah, and I, and I think you're right. I think there is a shift, but I think there's so... The, the problem is not the the availability of information because everything is there. Like we we went through yeah. a lot of information to, to figure yeah. it out for ourselves. The problem is that there's so much information out there that it's difficult for people in our previous situation to figure it all out for themselves. And they throw their hands up in the air and say, look, it's all too complicated. I know I need to, to get more healthy, but I have no idea what the hell to do. I've tried diets nice. here. I've tried working out there. You know, I've gone on spa vacations yeah. like us. Oh, so I felt wonderful. And then I get back and I fall back into the the, the rut. There's and, nothing and I can do Before you know it, I'm yeah. back to square zero or minus one. And so people are genuinely frustrated. They They know they have to do something. They need to change they just don't know how and what to do. 
And so that's really what we're, we're trying to help people, A, ideally before they get to that situation where their health is so bad that, you know, it's difficult to, to, to change, um, and B, to make it as convenient as possible for people, because everything is about convenience today. I was just about to say, people just want a quick fix, don't yeah, they? They well, want it to be fixed so, so it's, quickly. Yeah, yeah, so it's a little bit different. So we, what we say is, look, this is not a quick fix. If you want a quick mm -hmm. fix, this is not the place to come. This is about getting back to as close as possible to our natural rhythms. We evolved a certain way, and we do a lot in the book, our book Ready for Takeoff, about how we evolved as human beings. It's programmed into our DNA, and it's still operating. It's our operating system. But what our environment is completely different now. So how the and that's what's causing the vast majority of health issues today is that our modern convenient life is actually killing us because we're not in sync with our natural rhythms. So how do you get into those as close as possible to those natural rhythms without, without, moving, having, without, moving without, having, parts, to, yeah. without having to go and live in a cave again? And that's where yeah. we hope that, that this yeah. is interesting for people because just realizing the extent to which we need to do certain things to be healthy it's in our control mm -hmm. we simply have to know what those things are how they impact us and how we can fit it into our daily lives yeah without the excuse oh yeah i don't don't have time i don't have time so that's yeah the whole basis of of our program and our book is a educating people on what it means to be healthy and B, how you can fit those small little changes into your life, layer them on top of each other so that it becomes changes. a lifestyle that you don't even think about. It's just, this yeah. is my life. And yeah. it's, yeah, everything else flows from there. Then everything else works. Yeah, and I think you talk about changing those habits and making it a habit, don't you? So you've got sort of like things such as you talk about like mindset and movement yeah. and nutrition and stuff and creating a habit around it. So you don't think of it as, oh, I need to do this because of X, Y and Z. It's just part of who you are. And that's how you live your life now. Right. I think I think I think the essence of, of our approach is that you need to take small steps to create the mm. long lasting change. And you have to show up consistently. So as Jim said, everything is within our control. We just like to go on diets. You know, when you go two weeks and you're going on a crash diet and you yeah. eat and eggs and then that's it. And then you lose like whatever. And with age, you don't even lose anymore because your body's like, mm, I know the trick. I know the trick. I'm not going to fall for it now. So uh, no, but the, the you have to put in the work, but it's all feasible and we actually created the blueprint for that, you know, so we'll tell you what are the little steps and which worked for us, actually, because we're just as busy as, as you know, any anybody out yeah. there who tries to, run, tries to run a business, have kids and, you know, everything that comes comes with it. So I think that's uh, that's the most uh, the biggest aha moment for us is that small changes, but consistency, consistency. Yeah. Is key. yeah and that's the same I think when you start a business I mean you you know you've come from corporate and Jim you know you've worked with fast growing startups or fast growing scaling businesses and it's the same when you run your own business isn't it is it's tiny steps that make that can make a big difference exactly. and being consistent about it so I guess what we do what we want to do in our businesses to make our businesses a success yeah we need to take that same tactic in our health and right. our well-being outside of business as well 
Correct. Absolutely. It's it's almost like mm -hmm. as as either a corporate person or as a as an entrepreneur, you need to build your health into the business model. And we have this joke that our bodies are our business. And literally for us, that's the case. Like we, you know, people are not going to pay any attention to us if we're not living the life that we're preaching. So, so that for us is true, but it's true for anyone. And that's why we focus on this link between health and performance. Because very early on, we, we recognize that certainly early on in your career, all you care about is your performance. You want to be a top performer, hard charging, blah, 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 blah. Well, what if we were to tell you that the best performance enhancer ever is your health? Mm -hmm. Ah, okay. So if I look after my health, I'm going to perform better. And I think it's it's especially true with entrepreneurs because as we, we mentioned in our chat before the, uh, the, the recording is that you know, we get so passionate about the thing that we do as an entrepreneur that, you know, there's no structure or there's no uh, boundaries, no boundaries yeah. to that. So, mm. yeah, we, we get up, we grab a coffee. Worst thing you can do to your health, health is start the morning, way. by the way, with a coffee. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you later when the best uh, way, uh, time to attend yeah, coffee. But, time. Time. but yeah, we, we, we work in our pajamas and it's all fun and it's fun for maybe a month or two, but then you start feeling your productivity shifts, uh, falls down, you get motivation. your motivation is down, your energy levels is down. So I think the the most important thing is to have exactly the same discipline to yourself and your and your new business as you would have in a in a corporate mm -hmm. life. And I think Jim and I, we are both corporate people. So we had to learn entrepreneurship. And we actually went back to school to learn entrepreneurship because it is a different mindset. But I think what we carried over is the sense that yes, structure is important, processes are important. Um, uh, scheduling is super important. Now, are we perfect? We're absolutely not perfect. Like, oh my god! I was going to say, you know, <laughs> do you, you know, have you? Do you think you've got this work-life balance right at this moment in time? No. Well, well, the thing is, my my uh, <laughs> one of the the journey, one of the parts of the uh, journey of my journey of you know becoming who I am today was to go back to school in uh, Madrid and bear with me it's going to be a little bit longer story but I'm going to come back to your point about the work okay. and I did an executive master in positive leadership and, and strategy and we had all sorts of interesting uh, professors and one of the professors professor Rao um, he he was a very interesting man but one thing he said that I will remember for the rest of my life he said there's no work-life balance there's only life He's an, okay. an Indian guy, and I think he carries that kind of the wisdom that, that of, this, the ages. of the ages. <laughs> and I found it so profoundly true that there is, and I was ingrained in this, you know, like it was ingrained in me that there is your professional persona, that you are in, in your corporate life, and then you kind of somehow leave that persona back and you come home and you, and I think a lot of people struggle. And I think for a lot of us, that's one of the reasons to kind of change is because we're getting tired of this, you know, being hyper-professional duality, duality which which never meet. And 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 Professor Rao said, no, well, there's only life and everything has to fit into that um, organically. So when you shift your thinking, and again, as an entrepreneur, you're suddenly living your life and you need to figure out 
what's the work life balance where there is none you have to you have to make your own uh i don't know your or your own schedule your own your own work life balance which will be unique to you if you want you know yeah only- yeah exactly so, and 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 i think that 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 was the other very important thing for us is that it's a very flowy situation being an entrepreneur and it doesn't feel natural to us as corporate people and yeah. and somehow with this uh thinking that there is no work life balance there is only life i think everybody can figure out what's the right kind of what what are the right proportions there for for the person and it might not be the same thing for everybody and i think it gets it gets back to this idea of rhythms yeah. you know we we try to we try to force ourselves into kind of nine to five or, you know, eight to, to whenever. And, and it's, we've totally lost the connection with our, our bodies, how, like how Mm. we feel within our bodies. And, and so one of the, 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 the learnings for us through all of our research was, you know, there's, there's, everybody knows the circadian rhythm, which is, you know, the wake sleep cycle, and sleep is like anathema in in the corporate world. Like, how can we minimize the sleep? It's almost a badge of honor. How little sleep you can survive. Without. How many hours have you worked today? Yeah, and and and, and 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 the problem is that that it's so deeply ingrained within the corporate culture that you feel embarrassed for sleeping, you know, seven hours a night. Um. So that that's one thing that has to change. But the other, what a lot of people don't realize is that within that circadian rhythm, you have what's called the ultridian rhythm, which is these 90 minute cycles. And if you, if you listen to your body, you will feel that, you know, at a certain stage within that 90 minutes, you reach a peak of focus and energy. And then you slowly start to decline into a bit of a trough. And what we tend to do is we slam ourselves with coffee to get into the next cycle. (laughs) I can see it. I feel another slap coming on, slap wrist coming on to me here. There's no no judgment here. It's just we've lost that connection where, you know, if you listen to your body, you will say, okay, so I need a micro break. And that break can be simply getting up from your desk, going and hydrating, taking a few breaths and then getting back into the next cycle. Right. You need to, you need to take about 15 to 20 minutes. Ideally. To, ideally. To, to kind of fully recharge. And, and the ideal situation would be, well, so if you are working in a, in a, you know, in a cognitive field, so if you need your, to use your brains, that those 20 minutes that you take as a break to recharge should be ideally about your body. You know, as you Active, said, yeah. drink some water, do some mm. stretches, go for a walk. You know, if you work from home, it's a perfect time to, you know, to load the, the, the stairs, or load the dishwasher, yeah. the washing machine, or do something um, to switch it up when you don't think. And then really give yourself um, uh, some break, these breaks, and you'll see how incredibly powerful they are it seems like oh my god i cannot waste can't that waste time. that time can't waste that time but actually you increase your productivity with this so we encourage everybody to experiment this so you know if you start uh, you start your work whatever nine o'clock and then count from there like how i feel in mm. about 70 to 90 minutes and you know when mm. do i have my 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 next break and then take that break and the good thing is that that you you will find that you're actually much more focused so you're yeah. actually more productive on those peaks and at the end of the day you're not completely destroyed mm. because you push yeah. yourself through the day 
And in the long term, you avoid having a burnout because you're not storing all yeah. of that stress and buildup of, of, of lack of energy and focus. And so it's it's actually a much healthier way of going about your day. And, and by the way, coming back to the coffee, the best time to have coffee <laughs> is between 10 and 1 or 2 p.m. Depends A lot depends on how sensitive you, you, are, you are to caffeine, but it's ideally at least an hour and a half after your, uh, your wake-up right. time because... When you wake up, your cortisol levels, so cortisol is one of the stress hormones that we have, your cortisol level is um, is, is quite high naturally because that's what wakes you up. So if you if you drink coffee, your body is like, mm, I don't need so much cortisol because I'm getting, you know, the, the caffeine, the yeah. stimulation from outside. So you need more and more coffee to wake up. So ideally, especially for women and uh, my age, I'm 50, uh, ideally you have, if you are a breakfast person, you have a breakfast before and then you have your coffee. And then it really right. helps, you know, you keep your, your alertness at, at a certain level. And then you stop at around 2, 1 or 2 p.m. Again, depends on how much caffeine you can take uh, to have a restful sleep at night. Yeah, because uh, we were talking again before we started recording about by about 3 p.m. I'm yeah. done. I'm done. Yeah. And I could, you know, I could easily stop work at 3 p.m. And I've always been exactly the same, even when I was in um employed roles and, and you know management and stuff. By about 3 p.m. that was it. I'd had enough. You know, yeah. I'm very much a morning person. So I can get up quite early in the morning, you know, even you know, four or five o'clock I can be downstairs working and then I'll have a bit of a break and then I'll have a, a longer afternoon break and then I can come alive again in the evening. So I think like I say the good thing about being an entrepreneur is that you can go with your natural your rhythm life, or, you know, yeah. whatever you want to call it, is that, yeah. you know, it's your business and you could, as long as you've not got clients, obviously, you know, yeah. you can come and go and work when's best for you to work at your peak. You don't have to work a nine to five, eight to six, okay. whatever time yeah. scale. You can, you can do that from yourself. What things do you think you've learned about yourself from starting wellness story and, moving from corporate into the world of entrepreneurship well so so here to start <laughs> yeah where to start because i i kept saying to jim from early on that i would love to work with him and he was looking at me like yeah, yeah we'll get a divorce i'm, I'm mad or something but i always felt but but here's the thing that the I, I always worked um, for, for different reasons, you know, I know we are not in a psychotherapy, but uh, here, but, but, um, you know, I grew up um, being told that I needed a leader above me, you know, I needed somebody to, okay. lead. You know, Jim was like this, you know, that he was the man. So I was thinking all the stereotypical thing, he would be the boss, and I would be the assistant and, you know, doing things like this. And he was like, mm, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, this is, this is absolutely crazy. We are in partnership here. In, even in our marriage, you know, we had to fix that dynamics. And I think the biggest learning being entrepreneur that I can actually do things on my own without being told what to do. And at the beginning, it's very scary to kind of, fly. it's like mm -hmm. I, I have the metaphor of, you know, a, a, a baby bird who starts to fly, you know, at the beginning, it's like, oh, you're all over the place. But then eventually you kind of figure this out. And I think for for me it was that was a bigger aha moment that I can do other things that I can actually 
uh, not only replicate my 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 excitement and my my passion that I had when when I was a founder of an airline, but you know I I have I have that in me again, and it, it's an amazing feeling. And I think as a couple, I don't know how many um, of your audience would be working, you know, in a family. It's uh, it's also a big learning, you know, how we work together, not only mm. as a, as a as a couple in life, but also a couple in business, because there are differences there. Mm. Um, and I think I that... can't think of anything worse, for instance, than working my <laughs> other half. So I think we would literally, you know, that would be the end of it. I mean, I have to say, you know, without petting my own or our own own backs, I think I think it's quite um, it's quite rare. But I think mm. you can get it right, and we were lucky to to meet in so many different levels, you know, as a as an indi- in, individuals as, uh, but also as as people who can really work well together. Now, having said that. We did have a working relationship before before a personal relationship, so you know we were used to being that. around each yeah. other in that work exactly. that in that yeah. work space. From my brain, I was absolutely, I was absolutely, and I loved every minute of it. So yes, and I love this kind of this dynamics in our relationship. But but no jokes aside, I I know that it's not for everybody, but and it it requires a lot of work, but I think this is a, this is absolutely brilliant and you know, we have to be honest, it's not like we both decided, oh, let's do the thing together. I was on this journey before Jim uh, came on board, you know, so it took, um, like, I I got into the nutrition coaching, and then the breath work, mm-hmm. and everything, and, and, and for you, it took a little bit longer to kind of detach yourself from the, from the traditional roles of, you know, general counsel, and partner yep. this, partner that, before you jumped, so, it's a journey and it's, you know, you have to allow for different paces, but I think we are lucky to, to, to be able to be on the same page on this and now go together. Yeah, I think um, also it's just it, it is nice having someone there that you can talk through things with that understands where you're up to in your entrepreneur journey because obviously you're doing it together. And, you know, we spoke before, Jim, about the sense of community of, you know, and when you come from corporate or an employed role, suddenly becoming an entrepreneur can be quite lonely. So having someone there or having a community around you is essential for yeah. your well-being, your success, your day-to-day, isn't it really? For sure, for sure. And, and you know, we, we, as I said, we went back to, to learn entrepreneurship and we met some amazing people on the, on the way. And I think now networking is very different because I have to be honest, like when, when we, we were both, you and I, we were in the corporate world, we were quite, there was a, a bit of arrogance in there, you know, so we went to networking places and, you know, you did your gig, you did your presentation, did a speech, and then you went because, you know, you, you're too important to to mingle. I mean, at, at my level, certainly there was this thing that, you know, I, I just could, there was no time and there was no space and I didn't understand why do I need to do this? Because, you know, when mm-hmm. you are one of the the top successful people, you're like, yeah, at least maybe it's just me, but I feel like there was this sense. But now we enjoy um, talking to uh, to like-minded people. We meet entrepreneurs from different areas uh, as well. And just exchange. we actually have a, a group, a kind of an accountability group of, of a few entrepreneurs who we talk to regularly um, almost every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, every month we have a call, but we have a WhatsApp group. And, you know, if we have any 
any questions or anything to share. And we always start our, our um, calls by, you know, sharing the successes, sharing our plans, you know, to keep each other accountable. Mm -hmm. And it just, I think it's super powerful uh, because it, it, it they are from different industries as well. And although mm -hmm. it seems like, oh, it's irrelevant to me, but no, we are on the same journey. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you know, the humanity that connects us, I think that's the most powerful thing. And, you know, being two of us in in uh, in this is great from one hand, because yes, as you say, we can discuss stuff, but it it's also difficult to stop, you know, when we go on a mm. daily night. Yeah, you're you always I mean, thinking about work, or, or one of you might already be thinking about yeah. work, or we always come up with loads of ideas as entrepreneurs. Yeah. I've got yeah, a great yeah. idea. What do you think about this? And you're trying exactly. to have a nice meal out or a holiday exactly. or something like that, and it never stops, I guess. Yeah, even when we agree not up front, to, okay, yeah. we're not talking about work tonight. Yeah, and then, inevitably, wh whatever course, uh, yeah. it's like maybe dessert. Yeah. it's like sitting and oh, can I just oh, say geez, something? I have this great idea, <laughs> and and you don't even like, you don't even think you're like, oh crap, yeah, yeah, sorry. Here we go. Yeah, get myself get get myself comfortable while while the other one discusses this <laughs> idea with me. Yeah, and it's it's are you taking photographs of that. It, yeah so it's 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 good and uh and it, like again it's it's what we've discussed before you need to establish um uh your your structures you need to establish the ground rules, the, yeah. the, ground rules the, the the processes that you follow and yes of course you're never going to be perfect but you know as long as you enjoy the journey there can be so many ways to do things mm. that you know there's yeah. no right or wrong so yeah. There's no right or wrong, is it? And what it's what works for you as well. So you know, you as an individual, you for your business, and who you who you serve, and things like yeah. that. Yeah. So, what three things would you finish off with by sharing to people that are listening about getting their health and wellness and well being the top priority as them as an entrepreneur? What are the top three things you would say suggest to them? Read a good book. Read a good book. Yes, read a good book. book. Yeah. yeah. But the jokes aside, um, I think always, always remember, and it's not in the, only in entrepreneurship, but oh my god, in entrepreneurship, I think it's like super. It's even more important. Remember to prioritize yourself. Remember to prioritize yourself. It's so easy to fall into the trap of, you know, uh, I'm a solo, uh, I'm a solo entrepreneur, or uh, you know who. I cannot rely on anybody. I need to do this. I work in my pajamas. Mm -hmm. I never stop. Uh, there are no boundaries. And we forget about our physical and mental needs. Um, mm -hmm. And as, as I mentioned before, burnout is not reserved for corporate world. I mean, burnout is... 100% no. So you can burn out doing the stuff that you love mm -hmm. just as easily as yeah. in, in a corporate career. So I think that would be the number one advice is that... You, and and we advise it to every everybody, not because we do this as a business, but really because we felt the effect of of prioritizing our own health on how we do things. Mm -hmm. So remember, according to your your own rhythm, you know, I'm a morning person. Uh, I do my workout in the morning. There is no chance I can do any workout after, in the afternoon because you know that's family life already. I'm cooking. Our yeah. son is coming home. You know this. I cannot do that but the morning is my yeah the morning is my thing you know then breakfast then productive a few hours and I think I think everything comes derives from from that yeah from being aware 
of your physical and, and, and mental needs. And there's no recipe, Janine. So there's no, oh, you have to do this yeah. at this hour or you have to. Yeah. There's general principles exactly. and then it's how, how it impacts you yeah. as an individual. And for me, yeah. you know, the, the, the biggest kind of aha moment for me was, was reconnecting with how amazing our bodies are like we we tend to think of our bodies as just a simple transportation mode for our brain you know we've we've lost this sense of wonder for what what the hell is going on in this amazing machine that we've been gifted and i use this analogy of being gifted a ferrari mm. you know you get this incredibly beautiful complex machine but you didn't pay anything for it Mm -hmm. so you, like you you put the crappiest fuel in it you don't change the oil you run the crap out of it and then you wonder why it's not performing anymore mm -hmm. why do we do yeah. this to our bodies which are ultimately more incredible and and adaptive and healing you know and it's just literally you take it for granted and so if you if if you start from the point that this is our home there's nowhere else for us to live yeah you got to look and after you, it you start to appreciate how amazing your body is everything flows from there because you want to do whatever you can to make that as as healthy and as as long performing as you can and then it's the journey of what are the optimal things that i can start doing for my body from a mindset point of view from a nutrition from a movement and a, and a sleep so, point so of view. If, if we were to summarize there's not three points but four points <laughs> so let's put point number one yeah point number one is get your thinking straight about this understand what just jim jim, jim just explained explained about the body you know how how mm -hmm. um and the thing that you, you know you set your mind that you can really do this nobody Nobody, not the best personal trainer, not the best dietitian you had. Nobody will do it for you. You have, you to, have do to do it. So that's number one, mindset. Second one, about food. If you just keep yourself to the principle of eating natural food, so real food, whatever real food, whatever, if you believe in God, whatever God made, you know, it's okay to eat. Whatever uh, human basis. made, no. don't do it. So I'm talking about processed food and all this kind of stuff. So yeah. as, yes. as, as natural as you can. Uh, vegetables, uh, really good quality meats, fish, like that's the protein part and, and, and fruits. And then, yeah, that's as simple as this on the nutrition side. And don't forget to, to, to hydrate. The third pillar would be sleep. Sleep is no, your soup. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Forgot, forgot our own, uh, <laughs> our own thing. movement. The third uh, pillar is the movement. Just move. Don't think about having to go to the gym, having to go there, running. Don't, if you haven't done this, don't start by, you know, stressing yourself about what other people do. Start by walking. Walking is the most powerful way of movement. We're designed to move around. Mm -hmm. and we are not running around in the world. We were discovering and inhabiting the planet by walking. So walk, and then you'll take it from there. You'll suddenly see other options and you discover other movements. Or what you enjoy. What you enjoy. Start by by walking and doing the movement that you really uh, really like. And the fourth pillar is the sleep. And sleep is our absolute superpower. 
don't believe this that that you know you can you can pop a, a whatever a sleep aid and something it will have you to sleep it will sedate you so as much natural good quality sleep there's very there's tons of information on the internet you know how you can achieve it but basically the golden rule is consistency again if you are an early bird go to bed early if you are like to stay up stay up late at night but even the late the people who go to bed late they should be in bed by 11 it's, i know it's a disappointment i'll tell my teenagers on that oh well teenagers are different uh, we do another podcast on this they're completely different consistency and 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 limiting the blue lights before uh, before sleeping yeah I mean, it's not rocket science uh but if you get these four mindset nutrition movement and sleep right as an entrepreneur you will be golden because you have the luxury of actually planning it into your mm-hmm. day yourself yeah 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 fantastic thank you so much and is this what you go through in your book as well or correct we, we've written the book based on on those four drivers of health but what we've done is we put it into an aviation perspective because you know we come from that industry yeah. people can identify yeah. with us and so it's putting it in aviation terms and and takeoff is actually an, a clever acronym for the steps that you need to take based on those those four drivers of health so we, we've started to unpack that yeah uh, on social media and it, it's just it's a it's a kind of a clever way of of realizing you know the importance of, of following those kind of natural rhythms okay great thank you well i will share a link to all the show in the show notes to all your book and your website and how people can find out more about the work that you do um thank you very much for joining me is there anything else that you'd like to finish off with before we head off or do you think we've covered everything it's been you've covered quite a lot i think i think we said what we had to say stay healthy that that would be our uh... (laughs) but can can i just say janine that um very much appreciate what you're doing yeah um, in this space because again it's it's such an important aspect of of entrepreneurs to have that connection because it's very lonely um so it's Mm -hmm. it's amazing what you're doing building the community thank you so much i love it and i think when you do what you love is never a job is it exactly so it's you know and you do what you're passionate about so thank you but thank you so much for that and thank you for being here i really appreciate it so how great was that i hope you enjoyed it so it was just great to speak to a completely different type of entrepreneur than I would normally speak to in my day-to-day life of running the female business network and the balance entrepreneur but it was a great conversation and as Natasha said through networking through talking to different people it not only enables you to share and get to know other people but it just builds that community and builds your knowledge and expertise and just having people around you that you can call upon or speak to or hold you accountable or there for support. So I really enjoyed talking to Natasha and Jim and I'll be sharing information about their book and their website and contact details because um, they, you know, they're just a lovely, lovely entrepreneurs who have so passionate about what they do and how they help people that I just want to share about them and their story to everybody. So hope you enjoyed that. Please um, do follow this podcast and feel free to share amongst people who you think need to hear a little bit of 
tough love or advice support that Natasha and Jim went through um, and I will see you next time. Thank you.